striking while the iron's hot. So that band Bidwell that I was in, I think a big reason why I got that gig was because I made the video so fast. I didn't wait. I didn't sit around. I didn't wait for the perfect opportunity. I didn't like perfect the songs they wanted me to learn in order to join the band. I went home and I just struck while the iron was hot. Because my skin. (laughs) Because I was like, why wait? Like, chances are if I would have waited a week, they would have found someone else. So what are you waiting for to make something happen? Like nothing's ever going to be perfect. So what are you waiting for? As the once brave, um, what is his name? Oh my gosh. He went crazy. He was in holes. He was in transformers. He's a weird Shia LaBeouf. As he once said, Oh, he was in the movie holes. (laughs) I'm thinking like, Who's this dude that like is hiding in holes, <laughs> trying to hide from the world? The world is crazy. You know that guy that just hides out in holes? No, uh, Shia LaBeouf. He did that one funny meme where he was like, "Just do it, do it." You've seen that video, yeah, right? I and have. It's the truth. Like, what are you waiting for? Uh, if I if I really do think if I would have waited any longer to send them that footage of me playing, they would have been like. This is cool, but we found someone else who is more readily available. And one of the biggest things I pride myself on is having a fast turnaround time with stuff, and I'm able just to crank stuff out. So so that kind of ties into what we want to talk about today, I guess, of mm-hmm. just do it. Yeah. Like, you know what else I want to bring back that we haven't played in a while, and every time that we play it, we never do. We never actually do it. Is that song game. Okay. Doing it and doing it and doing, doing it, it well. well. Wow, you doing know that. Doing it and doing <laughs> yeah. it well. Doing it and I don't know as much of it as you do, though. Um, that's so. all I know. <laughs> right. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Just uh, uh, getting off our ass and doing something and, and making things happen. Yeah, stop talking about it and just do right. it. I think for the... You know, we talked about becoming your true, authentic self last week and how failing to do that leads to a lot of depression, anxiety, rage, this overall feeling. Killing in the name of down, 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 down. (laughs) You said rage. Right. We can't play this game. No, we're going to. Okay. Um, it does lead to that stuff. You're right. Right. (laughs) So it does that. And, and you just feel it, it just continually feels worse. An example of this is when I ask my kids certain questions just to gather information. Now, this may or may not be something that I should do, but um, it's it's just I kind of give them opportunities to tell the truth, right? Mm-hmm. Like last night, you know, all right, I'm, I'm talking about being a parent here, and I'm not saying I do everything right, but, you know, I care about my kids' nutrition. I care about what they eat. I care about their bedtime. I care about all of these things. And so many of these things seem counter to um, what the general public does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can almost guarantee without a shadow of a doubt, every parent wants their kids to be healthy. Right. But they aren't, they don't have the, the know-how, the whatever to, to actually do that. And then to do it in public too, when everybody else is doing counter, whatever, mm-hmm. junk food, poor habits, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I care. I will do that. And I will be that guy that says, no, you're not eating the s'mores. Oh, my gosh, John, you're a horrible parent. What about the social consequences of that? You know what? Yeah, I think about that, too. But so last night, we're at, we're at an open house. Mm-hmm. 
and uh and i'm i'm kind of at my end i got a lot of windows open just brought the kids from swimming class you know my wife's on call this is her open house for her brand new office that they're at i want things to be perfect i want the kids to be well behaved and they are and we go in and there's food everywhere and like okay we haven't i gave them a little dinner i know it's a long story but we got 45 minutes to fill um <laughs> So they had a little dinner before swimming. They went to swimming. There's fruit and vegetable spread. Great. Okay, cool, guys. Have a little bit. Not crazy because there's not a whole lot of other kids there. There's really not a place to sit down. They're not really coordinated enough to hold the plate and talk. Well, then there's a cheese tray over there on the other side. Well, they can eat some cheese. That's fine with me. But I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I don't know why, but I'm like, all right, buddy. He's bugging. My, my son's just bug, bugging me for stuff. I'm like, listen, just hang with me, okay? Mm-hmm. We're going to go home and get dinner soon, so don't fill up here on stuff. And uh, I said, go have one piece of cheese. And uh, I, I, he goes over there, and he's got one in his hand, and his, he's chewing on something. Mm. And I'm not, I'm not trying to get him in trouble or anything like that. But I'm giving him a moment to be honest. And mm. I said, just open up your hand. And he's got this, Dad actually was bringing this for you. I'm like, Josiah, <laughs> I want you to be honest with me. So I chewed on that piece of cheese, and you did not come over here with it extended out saying, Dad, I got you one too. You were hiding it. He's like, well, no, dad. I said, Josiah, listen, I want you to be able to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm, you're not going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. And then I, I asked him something else on the way home, him and my, my daughter both about some stuff they did. And, and, and they both said, yeah, because they were getting out of the pool. Mm-hmm. And I told them to get showers. They both wanted to get changed all by themselves. So I told them to get showers, you know, and, and, uh, Whenever I was on the way home, I said, guys, did you rinse your hair off and everything like that? And you get a shower? Yeah. Both resounding. Yeah. I have a suspicion that one of them didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'm not going to get them in trouble. I just want them to have an opportunity to tell the truth, to mm-hmm. be their true authentic selves and say, actually, dad, I didn't. And I would have said, okay. Hmm. And I told them, listen, things like this, guys, I want you to know, like, you're not going to get in trouble. Okay. But I want you to own who you are. I want you to own your decisions. Mm -hmm. And when you say, no, I didn't, then be prepared for that. No, I didn't. Okay. No problem. You know, I said, I'm not going to get you in trouble. I'm not because if you'd say yes and you didn't, that's going to eat away at you. Yeah. That's a lie that you told that's really of little consequence. Nobody's going to, but you know. Mm -hmm. And the more you tell those little lies, the more that's going to build this great big lie in your head that you're a liar mm-hmm. and you're not. So I give them those opportunities to do that. And I, I feel like that is really similar to us walking around thinking about all of the things that we should be doing, but we're not. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is. the more opportunities we don't do it, that builds the narrative in our head that we're a failure. Yeah. And we won't do it. Yeah. And we're here to say today, just do it. What have you got to lose? Mm-hmm. You've got everything to gain and absolutely nothing to lose. Man, you tied that in really so, nicely. I was wondering where, how you're going to tie that in, and that was like a beautiful poem. I know. I've been working on it all morning. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, if you've gone a year without fixing your diet, it's losing a whole year. You and me used to spend. <laughs> The whole goddamn day in bed. Don't do that. Get your ass out of bed, people. Hey, wow. Stephen Jenkins. But it's the truth. Like, yeah, that was good. I got one. Mm-hmm. So, or anything, you know, I, I haven't left my job in five years. So why am I going to leave now? Why now? Or 
just yeah you've gone so long without doing this one thing that you've always wanted to do and the more you put off doing it the harder it's going to be to start doing it because you have those little tiny defeats that stack up inside of you those times that you didn't stick up for yourself and yeah we're here to say like you can do it you can rewire your brain Mm -hmm. believe it or not there's habits that we all do that we don't want to do Mm -hmm. um for instance i'll just here's my here's here's a habit Cans of whipped cream, ones you just squirt back in your mouth. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? There of there's little little sugar in there, but it's mostly just cream, right? Mm-hmm. Well, every night before bed, <laughs> especially over the winter, um, when winters winter just freaking sucks anymore. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Like it's been so nice out here lately, and yesterday it was cold and rainy. Oh yeah, I was so miserable yesterday. Yeah, I had a rough day too. And I was just like, son of a bitch. Like, why mm-hmm. does it got to do this? And um, so anyway, so over the winter, winter was like. Three months of that shit. Yeah. Um, I, I like uh, my weak spots at night. I go and I just like squirt a little whip, whipped cream in my mouth. I'm like, oh, that was really good. <laughs> and then, and then I'd like go upstairs and, and then I'd be like, ah, I want another one. <laughs> and I was like, this is a horrible habit. Mm. This is just feeding something in my mind thinking this just little sweet treat at night's really going to make me feel better. And quite honestly, you know, I never did. I was like, you got to stop. So I remember just one night going up, opening the fridge, looking at it, being like, don't do it. Just don't. Mm-hmm. And just that one time of rewiring my brain saying, you don't need this. Mm-hmm. This serves no purpose in your life. Don't do it. And I haven't done it since. Yeah. Mostly because nobody buys whipped cream. <laughs> so <it's not> <laughs> that <fridge>. helps. <laughs> so no, one, no one's there. supplying it anymore. You know, but I've been trying to do the, the, the carnivore thing, mostly carnivore adjacent here for May. And there was like, my wife made these buttery toasted almonds and salt and there's a big like big glass container of them up there and i'm like you know a couple won't hurt <laughs> and it wouldn't and it wouldn't hurt no it wouldn't but it's the principle but i know you know what I, i'm gonna try to do this and i'm like i don't because there's no reason for me to be eating them only because for the strict fact because i want them and i am enjoying them but i didn't need them mm-hmm. i said no i'm not gonna eat them mm-hmm. you know but i was out to dinner the other night and i got wings and I, I, I took a bite of celery. Now I have a friend sitting there and they're talking to another one of their friends there. Mm-hmm. The other friend I don't know. And I'm, I'm, I took a bite of the celery and I was like, Oh, oh shit. <laughs> this isn't meat. And I'm chewing it. I'm like, yeah, do I spit it out somewhere? I should probably spit it out somewhere because this is going <laughs> to violate my, my carnivore principles. And I was like, just swallow the freaking celery. Water. <laughs> so yeah. I did. So mm-hmm. I did. I'm like, so I don't, you know, I'm not going to beat myself up for that. But anyway. Yeah. Well, I think that, I didn't tie that in very no, well fine. at all to where we were going. <laughs> no, it's fine. I think what really helped me, and hopefully this can help everyone listening, is, and we've talked briefly on this, is I have I have trouble with turning my brain off, and I have trouble with fighting inner dialogue a lot. You know, whether that's me saying that I'm not good enough, or you know, just the constant narratives that are just constantly just going and going and going. And the thing that really helped me was my therapist was telling me how. You aren't your thoughts. Like thoughts come into your head with or without your consent. <laughs> and it isn't your job to stop every th- thought at like border patrol and like inspect it and see if it's valid or not and then let it pass. Your job is just to literally just let them flow. Just let mm-hmm. the thoughts flow. They come and go. And so if you have a day where you're like, I'm worthless. This business I want to do is worthless. My, you know, nothing. Who would want me? Blah, blah, blah. Instead of holding on to that narrative as that actually being you, 
that is just a fleeting a, a feeling that just flows through. It's kind of like if you picture your head as like an open window and your ears are just like the windows, like the air passing through. It's just like, just let it pass on through. And then you see it go out the other side and just flies away. And you're like, all right, see a thought. You know, Brene Brown has something to say about that. Good old Brene. <laughs> She's our mascot. Uh, gonna, something about recognizing that fear, being like, fear, I see you. And I value you when mm-hmm. you're needed. Right now, you're not. So just take a seat in the back there and right. wait your turn. Right. And uh so it's the truth, though. And so whenever you have... And that's helped me a lot. So whenever I used to have really bad... Well, I still have bad anxiety, but I used to be crippled by anxiety. Mm-hmm. And whenever I would have moments now where I feel myself getting there, I'm so far I have 100% success rate of stopping it before it goes overboard. And that's because I'm able to now recognize that like these things that are going through my head, I'm not crazy. It's just these weird thoughts. I mean, you, you can't help it. You look at someone and you think 30 different things. You watch a movie, you think a thousand different things, but you're not trying to think those thoughts. They just come in. And um it's just the way that the brain works. And so whenever you realize that you aren't owning those thoughts, it takes a lot of pressure off. And so like for John and I, you know, we have all these high ambitions. And whenever you're a highly ambitious person, you experience extremely high highs and very, very, very low lows. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> and um, John and I often meet and talk about what you know. What can we do to make this a reality? And truthfully, what it comes down to is just starting, just doing it. Going back to episode one, like just go and do it. And we want to start planning tangible goals um, and making them happen. I know John started this week with some cool progress. I did. I mean, there's, there's so many things. I actually had to write them all down of all of the things that I want, I want to do with mostly health coaching business mm-hmm. and being there for people. And I don't want to go there yet, but you're talking okay. about those thoughts of mm-hmm. like, I'm not good enough or we compare ourselves to somebody else mm-hmm. and we don't know anything about that other person, but we've just seen like the content they created or the finished product. And we're like, Oh my gosh, I'll, man, they are so much better than me. Right. Without realizing that like, you know, uh, they've been at this thing for 10 years. Mm-hmm. They've been at this thing for five years. You're still a rookie mm-hmm. and you've had a lot of stuff in your life speaking to me that keeps you from putting as much time and effort into this, this, this child that you have mm-hmm. as this other person. Mm-hmm. But for some, we are just, we don't give ourselves any slack at all. No. Or grace. Nope. And those thoughts just come in. And, and I think that's where it is important to have somebody in your life, a cheerleader in your life, a validator in your life, just mm-hmm. saying, Hey, that's great. That little bit that you did. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep doing it. But yeah, but like, like you said, we're, um, we want to put our money where our mouth is mm-hmm. and recognizing like the, the bread and butter. I think of the businesses that we offer to people, they're not going to be online. Mm-hmm. They're going to be face to face working with the person. Mm-hmm. And it's easy. We can get into it later, getting caught up in our online presence mm-hmm. that we forget to actually go out and get in front of people to sell ourselves. Right. To be like little prostitutes and more sell or ourselves. less. <laughs> um, more or less. You know, so, so last week I had the bright idea with Tim. I said, you know, we need to just ground and pound, like get in the car. 
And it reminds me of whenever I was in Amway going out cold contacting, <laughs> you know, like, hey, would you, you look like, would you like to diversify your income a little bit? <laughs> you look athletic. Are you ever interested in being sponsored by sports nutrition companies? Kind of. <laughs> right. Yeah. Kind of a sports nutrition company. Yeah. Well, so anyway, well, it, it, for me, what it reminds me of is being in a band and back in the day, oh, whenever I would go and sell tickets, flyers, and selling flyers. tickets. I mean, that's what it reminds me of it. And, I think the biggest thing that's held me back in my twenties is believing that I didn't need to do the face to face, believing that the internet could just carry me to where I wanted to go. I do think that that is an avenue that you can go down, but I think there's something to be said about showing up. And I know for me, if I would have went to more parties in Nashville, if I would have made myself more available and not such a hermit in Nashville, chances are I'd probably still be there having somewhat success. And like, that's just something that I need to live with. That the fact that I know that that's what I should have done, but I didn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, we feel like if we put ourselves out there on the internet, that everybody will just see that. Right. And we the, think in our head that like, Oh yeah, people know what I do. Right. They know what I do. So if they want to utilize my services, they'll come to me. Right. When the reality is like, do you know what every single one of your friends do? <laughs> No way, because no. I blocked most of them. <laughs> Not because of them, but because of me. Right. So. <laughs> but no, like, for example, I did a, a video shoot in York uh, this past Sunday, and there was like 10 different vendors there. You know, one a flower company, a food company, a, a you know, a dress, co- whatever. Like, there was 10 different wedding type vendors there. And if I would have sent them all messages online, sure, it would have been nice, you know, to see an email from me. Maybe they would have responded. But... The fact that I showed up and I showed face and I introduced myself and shook hands and we, you know, shared this experience together and made inside jokes and we now have like a bond. And that's something that I wouldn't have had if I, we just would have met online. And you created something that pulls all of those people together. Yeah. I made a video for you all of them. You were the glue for all of them mm. that said, Hey, this is our stuff here and check out this super awesome video right. that Timothy Lebo films did. <laughs> Um, how did you get invited to that? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah. So I did another video for a girl named Sarah Benner who does wedding video or photography in the area. And Sarah has a makeup artist that she works with a lot. And this makeup artist was at the Sarah Benner shoot and the makeup artist and I, because I went and we became friendly, she recommended me for this one. How did you get the Sarah Benner shoot video? Um, I reached out to Sarah, became friends. And then she did a, photo shoot for my cousin Misty's wedding. So eventually we met in person and stuff like that yeah. and developed a friendship. So Sarah was at Misty's wedding. She did. Yeah. She did the f- photos. For okay. That wedding. Did you meet her then before that? Yeah. I reached out to her online. Okay. See, so even, even that though, like reaching out online, it's not always fruitless. You no. reached out online, but then you went and yeah, you connected to, to, yeah. and you followed up. And you I, got face to face. I think the reason why everything's happening is because I'm showing up <laughs> and mm-hmm. showing my face because anyone can make a cool product, but no one has your personality. No one does. Like there could be 15 different health coaches in Carlisle, but nobody is like John. Nobody right. is. And that's what you have to keep telling yourself. Like who, who would want my health coach? Who and would want- there's plenty of people in Carlisle for the 15 health coaches to all have clients forever. Exactly. <laughs> so, but, well, yeah, but, but, but that stuff gets me down. It's mm-hmm. like, there's, there's other amazing videographers in the area. Of course there are, and they're killing it. And there are, there's better than me in a lot of ways, but they aren't me. You right. know what I mean? Like people want me. 
Yep. They people connect, want, they people drive. Want, people want John. And so, and that's, that is like the golden nugget underneath all of this is like, you have something unique to you that no one else has. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you should be out there introducing yourself in person because that's how they get to know you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what John and I want to get better at. Yep. I dropped my snowflake. No. We are both fidgety people. You have a drumstick I'm I've waving around. I've got a little tiny snowflake pendant <laughs> I'm playing with. I'm just waving a drumstick like a baton. Um, yeah, so that's what we're going to do. And we decided that one of the best ways to do that is to just get in our local area and go door to door and visit different businesses that we feel that we could work with mm-hmm. or if they have needs we could fill. Yeah. Um, that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go sometime next week, maybe yeah, probably next week and create and just drive around. I do. A, I do a business. Tim does a business. Mm-hmm. I do a business. Tim does a business. And I thought, you know, most of the places that you would go, mm-hmm. I could go to the same place. Mm-hmm. That might be weird, though, going in together <laughs> um, and just, you know, an ambush like, hey, we have these services that we think you need or your clients. need. <laughs> yeah. No, and I have a funny story about this. So I've reached out to so many businesses in the area through email and I heard back from less than a handful. You know what I mean? Like right. very few, but I did a video for my friend Katie and we walked into a random popular restaurant, local popular restaurant. And I had a camera in my hand and Katie was with me and I was like, Hey, I'm a local videographer. We're shooting a video and we would like to use your, lo- your blah, your location. And they were like, you know, they saw my eyes, they shook my hand, they saw my demeanor, and they were like, the restaurant is yours. Whatever you want to film, you know, you have three hours until our rush comes, so have at it. Do you think they would have given me that treatment if I would have sent them a cold email? Like, I did send them a cold email. They never responded, but mm-hmm. I went inside, and I showed my face, and they gave me free reign. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a deposit. You Kinda. go into a, a- – I'll just use the example. I have a one o'clock appointment today with my tattoo artist Ooh, to go over the next, the ink that I'm going to do because I tried to explain it to him over email. And quite honestly, the response was like, dude, I have no freaking idea how you want that laid out on your arm. You're going to have to come in. <laughs> and it almost insulted me a little bit because I took my time explaining <laughs> how I wanted this. You were like, I have this vision. You can't like, see it. You know, so I was, I was a little insulted at the, the tone in which it came back. But either way, we're going to go talk about it. But I had to put a deposit down. Mm-hmm. Because just think, if, if if any Joe just walks into there and said, hey, I want to get a tattoo. All right, what do you want to get? They're not going to put you on the calendar until they know you've put up money. Mm-hmm. That says, I'm serious. I want to do this. Here's enough money that says I'm going to, you know, I'm ready for this. Mm-hmm. They're not going to. So, like, the email is that person just walking in and saying, I want a tattoo. Right. The person getting the email says, I don't know who this person is. I don't know if they're serious. I've got a business to run here. I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. But showing up. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like go. an investment. It's like, yeah. I drove here to see you in person. Like, I am investing my time. There's this nice local coffee shop that has a big back room. Yeah, probably seats, I don't know, maybe 12 to 15 people. I have no idea. I've never been in it before. And I don't really even go to this coffee shop a lot. And I went in and I said, Hey, I heard you guys have a back room. You know, how does that work? And they're like, well, if there's nothing on the calendar, then we can just book it for you. Mm. And it's, it's free. Mm. We're like, Oh, cool. <laughs> Great for that business. Cause they're like, it gets people in. Yeah. That might not otherwise have come in, whether they buy anything or not. 
Um, so I booked it for May 21st, Tuesday, 6.30 p.m., because what I've been wanting to do is just create some type of a small group coaching class that's more of a um, a small group, like a sharing about what you're trying to do to, to get healthy and, re- you know, make better lifestyle decisions. And it's not just about weight loss. Mm-hmm. So many people think health coaching is just about weight loss. It's not. There's so many other things tied to that, that um, weight loss is just a byproduct of healthy living. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to talk about and give people a place where I can serve them. Yeah. I don't want to just go in there and talk about all of this stuff and just spew information all, you know, the whole night long because everybody knows where to find information, right? What they don't have, what you can ever find is a face to face support group where somebody will work for you and help you figure out the answers to your questions and commiserate with other people about the struggles and, um, brainstorm tips and ideas of ways we can do things better. Mm-hmm. And I have that, and I have that book and I got to like within a day or two, create a nice little invitation for people to come do that. I already have three people that are going to come, mm. uh, which I'm really excited about. Mm. Um, because all these are all people that know what I do, but really just if for whatever reason, I haven't sold myself enough about why you need a health coach because mainly I haven't really found my, my niche of what I can really give you. And this is it. Like, I love that small group setting where we can all just sit together and talk, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's led by us all. And I really love those settings. Anytime I've ever been a part of a small group, I've loved it Mm -hmm. because everybody's there to listen, Mm -hmm. validate, encourage, support. And you can just say, man, I had a really hard time. And everyone's like, man, so did I. Mm -hmm. And you can talk about it together and know that you're not alone. Yeah. And there's other people in your community doing the same thing. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that was my first one, but I also know that's, that's just the beginning, mm-hmm. you know? So sometimes just writing a list of things you can do helps you feel better about all of those things that you know you should be doing, but you're not. Mm-hmm. And you can start to check things off, you know, just write a list down of stuff you already did too. So mm-hmm. you can check it off to so remind yourself like how far you've come and, and whatever endeavor that you want to pursue. I think that's good too is tying into what I was saying about like the head noise, like the thought noise that you have. There's so much noise and thoughts that flow through our head that writing stuff down, it kind of eliminates all of that. You don't have room for that anymore whenever mm-hmm. you have like a list you need to check off. Oh, yeah. So that's a good, that's a good idea too. Yeah. Writing it down definitely helps because sometimes you have all of these good ideas and things you want to do and you're like, that's so good. I'll never, I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. And then you do. Mm-hmm. And then you know there was something you were supposed to remember, but you can't remember what it was and you never get to it. And it just continues to build that narrative in your head that you're not, you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. You're not even doing all these things. So just writing it down, doing a little bit every now and then, it does add up. And just because we can't see results of that doesn't mean we're not growing and improving. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, I was part of that, um, you know, five day summit, online summit, mm-hmm. you know, where I was watching uh, 16 other health coaches present topics. You know, and I'm, and I found myself like evaluating, like, how do I, how do I stack up against all these other coaches? Like, that is such a wrong mindset mm. to do that and recognize, no, here's the value you bring to the table. I may be like, man, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have been more prepared here, but it's, it's pointless to, mm. to think those things and just be happy with what you did and engage. Mm-hmm. But speaking of engaging, Tim, we need to talk about online stuff. Okay. And the online presence that so many people feel like if they're starting a business or a a personality, getting caught up in that, the likes, Mm -hmm. how many likes you have and somehow the liking, the likes validate your business and how that's 
not helpful. No. At all. And it's a, it's a trap that so many people get stuck in and that gives them a voice to whether they're credible or not mm-hmm. is how many likes they have. And I just want to squash that. That's the work true. speaks for itself, period. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I go to pages that have thousands and thousands of likes. I look at their work and I'm like, I can quickly tell if they bought, you know, robots or if they, you know, if, or if it's like a legit following. Mm-hmm. People see through that now. I think before it used to be you could trick people, but. Another thing to look at is, is engagement. Well, that's if, it. If you are the, if you are the entrepreneur, if you are the business owner, are you, are you getting people to engage with you? Are you creating a space where people feel like I can share about this stuff and talk about this stuff? And for some people, online is great for that. For other people, it's not. So it's even, you can't even, you, you can't really even, you say that it's not good. Mm hmm. It might just not be what your online presence is mm-hmm. about, is that engagement. But the engagement happens face-to-face. Well, and another thing, too, is the, the the person who practices behind closed doors and never shares anything, They, I've been there. They start to build up resentment because no one's noticing their magic, their gift. And it's like, well, if you're not putting yourself out there, then what do you think is going to happen? Like, of course, no one's going to talk about you or know about you because you're not putting yourself out there. Like, there's so many musicians who are probably the best musicians in the world, but no one will ever know about them because they haven't done anything to promote themselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're an artist and you sketch all day long, why aren't you putting them out there? And maybe you feel like they're not ready yet. Maybe you feel like they're not good enough. But if you're someone who like wants to be, you, you never know. Like someone could see your sketch and be like, how much for a commission piece? <laughs> oh, wow. I, you like this? I didn't, I didn't. Okay. Well, dude, like crazier things have happened. So I can't remember if we talked about this at coffee or on a podcast, but I'll say it anyway. I think some people don't know how to handle success. Mm-hmm. Not just success. Like, you become a big movie star, an internet sensation, and you have all these people talking to you, and you feel like you have this this credibility um, that you might not believe you have. Mm-hmm. I see that all the time in people that want to make healthier decisions mm-hmm. and and lose some weight. They end up having some success and then falling off the wagon, so mm-hmm. to speak, and they do countless times over and over again of doing that. And I often wonder if some people just don't believe enough in themselves or have a good enough self image that they feel like they deserve that. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the underlying thing of why things don't happen. Um, it's like they want the cake, but then when somebody presents them the cake, they're like, I don't deserve nah, it. No, actually, no, I don't, I don't actually really want it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I used cake as an example. That's a good, that's a, it, I mean, yeah. You know, you want to be, rich and then all of a sudden someone gives you a whole bunch of money for no reason you're just like wait well ah, i don't i don't know (laughs) i was kind of fine with the way it was i I don't know if i'm i'm ready for all of that yet or they're not ready mentally and and i think a lot of people who are who are have talent and want to do something with talent they don't know what to do when they actually get respect or um a need a a demand for their product Mm -hmm. they're just like oh Oh, here it is. And they, they don't know how to be the guy, to be the man or, be or the also, woman. and also too, the, 
the burden then of actually being successful because now you have people who are relying on you. You have people actually staring at you. Whereas before, no one relied on you. No one was staring at you. But now, like, mm. eyes are on yeah. you. And like, do you actually want that? Do you actually want that kind of attention on you? And we, and we feel like people are doing that. Like, so if you, if you do make a big spectacle of like, Hey, okay, I'm going to do this diet this time and I'm going to change the way I eat and I'm going to lose weight. You, you almost create this. Now, now we're going to watch you. Is anybody really watching though? <laughs> Is anybody really being like, well, they said they were going to do that. I'm going to see if they actually lose weight. <laughs> I'm going to monitor them every day. Uh, and and then when them. they do lose weight, then I'm going to see if they can keep it off and see if they can maintain this, if they're actually legit or not, or why are they doing these things? And it opens up all of these questions. Even if people do do that, mm-hmm. I said, do do. <laughs> even if people do that, why, mm-hmm. why are you judging somebody else so ferociously? Mm. instead of supporting them and encouraging them and uplifting them mm. and being like, Hey, I see what you're trying to do there. And I see you've had some success. It's probably really difficult now to, to maintain that. Or maybe it's not. How can I help? Or right. Anyway, hmm. so many different rabbit holes you could go down there. No, I, I think, um, and again, it always boils down to like defining what success is to you and all that jazz. And it's so true, but, I think the big, the big thing that John and I wanted to talk about today was putting money where your mouth is. And, you know, you can talk self-help all day long and read all the books you want to read, listen to all the podcasts you want to listen to. But like, why aren't you making the tangible changes in your life? Maybe you don't feel like you're ready yet. Okay. Why don't you feel like you're ready? And, you know, maybe you'll realize that this thing that you thought you wanted, you don't actually want good now that you realize you don't want it you're not wasting your time anymore and you can actually figure out what you actually do want to do you know what i mean like if john had this health coaching idea for 10 years and never really pushed it he could live this whole decade being like health coach health coach you know but until you actually do it and get in the thick of it is when you learn like okay i actually want this or not and it would save john a lot of stress if he just did it and he was like, this isn't for me. It would save him a decade of, of stress. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, to going, piggybacking off that, if you sit on something for so long and you said something about self-help books and podcasts and motivational seminars, mm-hmm. and we use those thinking that we're going to find the thing that we need to go to the next level. Sometimes, yeah, maybe you will. Um, I heard a lot of stories of people that go to a Tony Robbins seminar and they're like, <laughs> The next thing you know, they're selling their company for $200 million because yeah. of Tony Robbins and they were broke when they went. Um, you know, so I, I, I see that. So some cases, yeah, that might work. But if you're looking for that boost of confidence in those things, I don't think you're going to find it there. No, because you could learn, 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 study, study, study. And what you really need to do is to just go out there and get in front of people. Mm-hmm. Be vulnerable. Put mm-hmm. yourself out there and people are going to be more motivated and excited by that. Mm-hmm. that anything you'll ever learn. Yeah. We can do a bonus self-help talk right now. I was talking to somebody the other day and they told me of a famous pastor of Elevation Church. Um, they told a story of they were feeling like they're not qualified. They're not good enough, you know, and, and they put themselves out there anyway and they, and they got a position that the pastor did. Um, no, 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 no. This, this is the person Uh-oh. I was talking to. They got a position that they didn't feel that they were qualified for. And it was nerve wracking. They were kind of like kind of in awe of that. Mm. And they said, I was watching this pastor of this church. His name's Stephen. And, um, his last name sounds like furry dick. And he was saying that he is not qualified. 
and he's not qualified, he's not qualified, he's not qualified to be in this position as a pastor. Mm. And he's like, so to remind the the audience, I guess, the people he's speaking to, and he's got like tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that listen to his sermons, that, hey, guys, you're not qualified either, but that's okay. You can still do the things you want to do. I get the message he's trying to say, but he flat out lied to all those people mm. because Stephen Furtick is absolutely 100% qualified to do what he does. If he wasn't, he would be gone because that church his name brings in so much freaking money. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't qualified, bye bye, Stephen. Mm-hmm. He's gone. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely qualified. He's more than qualified. He is so good at what he does. People throw money at him. Mm-hmm. And what he does, here's what he's good at. You come in, and so many people do this. I think Joyce Mayer does this. So many other of these people that people love. You come in there here. My hand is at a level. They beat you up. First, mm-hmm. and then you, they bring you and build you back up to where you were when you went in. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you've got this great big, yes, I can do it now, but you weren't any better than when you came in. You're mm-hmm. still at that same level. What I'm here to tell these people is what I told this person is you are absolutely qualified. Mm-hmm. That's why you got hired because you were qualified. You just need to believe it. Because mm. all of these other people, they believed it. Mm-hmm. Everybody that encouraged you to apply, they believed in you, mm-hmm. but you need to believe in yourself. And if this isn't proof that you are qualified and that you are good enough and that people believe in you, I don't know. Yeah. So don't listen to those big speakers on stage. Listen to those little tiny podcast guys here telling you <laughs> that you are qualified. If there's any doubt in your mind, just go do it. Prove me wrong. Right. Prove me wrong. Right. Go out there. Get your feet, get your hands dirty. Yeah. Get in front of people. Say, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Same goes for relationships too. If you feel like you're unlovable, you no know, one, you know, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Uh, how about you are worthy? And how about if you treated yourself like you were worthy and you were of value? Then, Do you know why you're not worthy? Hmm. Because you keep saying it. Oh well, yeah. Stop. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're saying it into existence. So yeah, the power of self-talk is huge. It well, really is. Well, yeah. Um, and, and that's just it and being vulnerable with people and gosh, like it, it's so easy when you talk about it like this. Like it really is easy, but there, then you get into the, the real world scenario where you're fighting those inner demons and you had a long day and you're in your car driving to talk to someone new about your, like, dude, it's, yeah, you know, it's easy to say this now, but. Mm-hmm. And we're going to report back next Monday mm-hmm. with our successes and or not successes, <laughs> uh, with how we did and how, and I was even thinking, Tim, we should do this. We should utilize that little recorder of you. That you got. And actually, even before we go in, say something, record <laughs> something. I'm saying we're going to do it now. Tim's like, that's going to be a lot of work. I know. But I think it's worth it for us to just share, like, this is what we're feeling before we go into this place and then record something when we come back out mm-hmm. of how we're feeling mm-hmm. and how it went. The things that I've noticed, I can say right now, is the video shoots that I've done. I've always been really anxious before the shoot, like excited, but I've been really anxious and I've always left a hundred percent of the time being like, I'm freaking glad I went. That went way better than I thought. And uh-huh. I now feel incredible. Mm-hmm. And like, I would have been so pissed at myself if I would have backed out and not went. Piss in the night away. Piss in the night away. Drinks of drink. Drinks of vodka drink. Drinks of... Lager drink. Any drinks is cider drink. 
drinks the songs that remind him of the good times. times. Songs that remind him of the bad times. Oh, Tommy boy. <laughs> wow, man. Good old tum th- tub thumping. But I get knocked down, but I get up again. This is a perfect song for this episode. I get knocked down. <laughs> yeah, it is a good one. Yeah, see? So listen to tub thumping before you do your pitch to people. <laughs> if you're not a business owner and this doesn't relate to you, this does apply to relationships. This applies to like your workplace and the home life, like everything, just everything. Just start it. Just, just do it. I know how hard it is. Trust me. I've sat at my computer staring at a screen for like three hours, putting off sending emails because <laughs> it's like, I know, I know once I hit send, then like I'm putting this out into the world and I don't want to get rejected, but you have to play to win, right? You have to like play. Yeah. You have to play to win. Yeah. So, and speaking of those hesitations and, um, I guess it's kind of a, a hesitation to send things and put ourselves out there. We're going to talk again about a different version of perfectionism on Thursday. So make sure you stay tuned for Thursday mm. about the little demon that is perfectionism. See ya.